edition of Ali Shopping Live, the official Afrobeats podcast, where I bring in a guest during the week to help me run down the weekly stories or just have a conversation. This time, I decided to bring a guest to have a conversation. He's the one and only. Doesn't need an introduction, by the way. <laughs> Pastor Toby. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, my bro. How are you? Listen, um, it's a pleasure to have you in the building. The um, pleasure is all mine. I've met you uh, mm. a couple of times, especially... Yeah. Doing the interesting NSARS movement um, where we walked around in That's London, yeah. raising our voices for young Nigerians in Nigeria that yeah. was oppressed by the police. And, yeah. and it was very interesting what we engaged in. Yeah. Um, one of the Absolutely. reasons I reached out to you today is yes, we see social media, we hear so many stories yeah. about a Pastor Toby, but yeah. I wanted to know the man. I wanted <laughs> to speak to you about um, religion. Mm. especially with the influence not only in the united kingdom yeah but most importantly back home in nigeria yeah how yeah. The, the role it's played yeah um in in you know in our community mm. and how it is being looked at now particularly yeah. back home yes first yes. of all pastor toby yeah talk to me about the man let's 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 take it back a little bit yeah you know? Uh, well, thank you, first of all, for having me. And thank you for the great work you're doing. I'm very it. proud of you. I hope you're going to dance today. Because <laughs> I came for the dance. <laughs> We're going to try. Yeah? Okay, cool. Um, but I grew up in Nigeria. I mm. was, was in Nigeria till the age of 25. Um, so, and that's a full-grown adult, Facts. isn't it? Um, left Nigeria, thought I was going to the U.S. Mm. Um, to do my master's in law. Um, but then I got here and realized that, uh, cutting the long story short, and I realized that there were so many young black people mm. who are not necessarily what the community tagged them to be. So mm. they're not stubborn and whatever name people call them and all that. They just needed leadership. Mm. They needed leadership. And then I realized this was 2005, 2006. I realized that my job through the instrument, what I've always known is pastor, and I'm a second-generation pastor. My wow. dad is a pastor. Um, I realized that that platform was for me not to repeat the religious, um, uh, the typical religious order. Mm. Uh, my job was to use it to impact community. I'm supposed to take young black people and young people in general mm. um, from... I'm supposed to create social mobility for them. Um, but I've got to use my influence as a pastor. So we started a movement then um, in Peckham in 2005. Queens Road Peckham was wow. very notorious, very, very yeah, notorious. I, I, I was in Deptford, so I'm, uh, So I you're not far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to actually take up a kitchen potting job so that I can support that. And support that means that I'm able to give the most I can mm. financially, economically, to those young people there because I know econo economy was one of their major problems. Mm. So um, I started doing that. So I'll do kitchen potting job six, seven hours a day, come back to that center. Hashosh wow. House was the name of the center. I was getting paid about 400 pounds or less a month. Wow. And I was using about 90% of it to help that area until we saw what we would call a considerable re reduction of crime mm. in that area at the time. Then the church started growing. So if someone asked me, who is Pastor Toby? I think 
I'm just interested in the young black man mm. um, anywhere in the world. I'm interested in his social mobility. I think that what should happen is before we judge them and label them, we should at least give them options. And there's been an argument. Um, BBC has argued with us about, well, it is UK, there's prosperity here. And I keep saying to them, no, prosperity is not the fact that you have electricity. It's a good thing. It's not the fact that you can um, get to charity shop and buy good shoes. No, it is ideas. It's the mind first. It's not the material first. And so if the mind is not able to see hope, there's no telling what a young man can do. Absolutely. So we, we are supposed to, what we set up the movement to do was to bridge the gap of hope, to bring hope so that people can see. And people get attracted to us sometimes because of the perceived prosperity. Yeah. 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 But then when they come, yeah, they get the real message and lives are changed. So in summary, that's what I do. I create movement to um, change the situation of a community. So we build a community out of a community. However down the community is, we build something out, out of, of it. That. And that's, that's what I've been doing Speaking for about years. hope, um, I grew up in Nigeria myself. Right. Spent you know, at least over two decades in Nigeria. Grew up in Ibadan. And Me stuff. too, I grew up in Ibadan. Where in Ibadan? Songo, Bodija. Are I'm you for real? 100% Ibadan. Old if I wrote Ibadan. My dad's uh, hospital is Mokola around about. Oh, wow. Yeah, Those yeah. are our areas. This is, that's where I, I'm an Ibadan boy all my life. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about hope. Yeah. Coming from where we're coming from. Right. There's a generation of young Nigerians. Yes. Um, young Africans mm. who have found it difficult. Yeah. And the one thing that Nigerians are known for yeah. is regardless of how difficult the circumstances are, yeah. there's always one little light that yeah. says it can be better. 100%. Talk to me about growing up where we're from, which yeah. is in Badon, yeah. and, and how that has influenced the way you see things, the way you attack. The yeah. world, yeah. I, I think it, it, it gives you, um, Ibadan is a very humble city, Absolutely. so let me just use that word. Absolutely. And I think what it does is, is it's it gives you the level headed thinking opportunity, mm. so you're able to balance, um, wh whatever prosperity is coming in the future, whatever that means, um, you're able to balance it by where you grew up in. So my first phase of life, uh, we grew up in Songo. Songo mm. is quite rough. It's, mm. it's not different from Mokola yeah, and places yeah. like the, that. Yeah. Then I saw my dad work hard um, to get us out of Songo to live in New Bodija, mm. which is a the, more... The plush side. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's, so, where, that's where the rich folks are. Uh -huh. So we, we, I had the balance of both mm. growing up. So it's then not difficult for me to associate with the, um, call them the down and out yeah. temporarily, yeah. and then to associate with those who seem to be the haves. Mm. So it wasn't difficult for me. I can see um, a world, whereas those that we met in Bodija were people who didn't know Songo exists. They Absolutely. went to private school, Bodija yep. International School. and all But I had the blend of both worlds. And then how did that help me to see the world now? I can relate. I can do business right now at the toppest level of business like I've been doing for a few years here. And I can also reach out to those who, again, are 
um, from basic areas mm. and stuff mm. like that. So that really helped me. And talking about hope, yeah, it, it, like you said, a normal Nigerian is dogged, mm. is a fighter. Um, and I, I, when we, before I left Nigeria, yeah, the the concept of Yahoo was not popular. Absolutely, it wasn't popular Absolutely. at all. It was very few, and in those days, you're still thinking, "What's that? What what does this mean?" And all that. Now it's become so popular and yeah. common, yeah. But it, it's difficult for me, someone like me, even though I'm a pastor, to quickly cast aspersions and mm. judge people. I'm just thinking that. If you're in a nation where you don't see hope, where you don't see a light at the end of a tunnel, um, and people can say, are you excusing what is wrong? Well, people have to remember that my job is redemption. Mm. The job of the newspapers um, is to condemn and say, my own job is to say, okay, how do we change this to right? So when we begin to present hope, just like I've seen here, people change their ways. People begin to see possibilities. People begin to see that you don't have to necessarily do this to get this. There's yep. another way out. So hope must leave the realm of theory to pragmatism. It must leave that realm. We must begin to show people results, result, practical results, things that can be seen, not just theories. Mm. Now, speaking about helping young people change their lives here, yeah. you know, we... We've seen the stories, we've seen the documentaries, we've, we've seen the criticism, and we've yeah. seen the praise. Yeah. Initially, before there was skepticism and criticism and investigations, yeah. Yeah. it was praise for what you were doing <laughs> yeah. within the community, with yeah. the likes of the MPs, with the likes of the society, yeah. and stuff. Talk to me how you go from you know trying to change as little as you can yeah. to trying to change as much as you can yeah. young men and women yeah. within the community that have the records that yeah. they presented to yeah. have had the history that they've had yeah but through the mentorship through yeah. the organization yeah there is proof yeah that they have changed yeah talk yeah. to me about that process so uh, for me like i said you know we started these 2005. i was just uh, uh, because you've mentioned church in nigeria yes yeah. Because I grew up in church, I was just tired. I was tired of the... Same style. Yeah, the same style. So I felt there must be more to this. Mm. You know, There must be a new way to reach a generation that is completely disconnecting from the church and stuff like that. Because I went to Ogun State University. Uh, Osu. Osu. Uh -huh. yeah, I went uh -huh. to Osua. Yeah. 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 I went to Osua and the thing is... I, I was a church boy before I got to Osu, and Osu changed me. I joined the Supreme Year Confraternity. I did wow. all the stuff there <laughs> wow. in Osu then. Um, so, but then coming here now and seeing all this, I realized that now I want to do the church way. Um, again, whatever that means in the concept of religion and context of religion, I want to do that. But I'm going to do something that really affects the community. Mm. I'm not just going to be a religious guy. So uh, we started this and in those days, I didn't even know designers or whatever exists. All that we're just doing is helping young people. They come, I have 400 pounds a month. I use 300 plus out of it to get them food just so we can talk. I used it to icebreak mm. and started a conversation. And then the first one we did was to get a guy who was very notorious in Peckham area, very, very notorious. Um, I actually convinced this guy to go to Nigeria and study. He's a Nigerian. 
Mm. I convinced him. This guy got to Nigeria and became the best student in OAU. Wow. This was a guy that you would think has no future here. So we were doing all that. How do we come from doing the most, the little we can do into that much? Um, necessity. People started coming into the church. And I wasn't aware of that gang world. I wasn't aware of how much parents could not look after their kids most times and these kids have freedom and all that they started coming in dropping knives and drugs on the altar wow it was so strange to us it was strange to me at the point we didn't know um the police commission we didn't know anything it was just imagine you just straight dealing with the issues uh, right there real issues imagine one sunday you close and there's so much knife and drug on the altar i'm thinking damn what am i gonna do if police come into this place right now where am i gonna how do we even explain this and stuff like that and then people started introducing us to um the police commission and all that and they decided you know what the the first time i went into scotland yard when i got in all the screens there they were all watching spark nation wow. with amazement the commission everybody was standing thinking what is this then they, we got into their office and they said explain this so we explained this this is what happened i gave them all this and said we've got to come look at this because they at the at the moment their head of police in croydon was saying look for some reasons these guys had come to croydon and the crime rate has reduced everything reduced here so and we know it's them and stuff like that so we started i started explaining to them that we didn't set out to have anti-knife anti-social organization what we wanted to do was to create prosperity for a young mm. black man and then or for young people in, in in general then we realized that what is making them do all the wrong thing is economical issues in search for success they, 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 for yeah they want to succeed i mean they watch the footballers they watch the movie stars and the um, singers and they like their lifestyle but some of them don't have the football talent or the singing talent so when a person tries to be a footballer and it's not succeeding it results back into a certain lifestyle mm. and we're saying look i'll be the gap i'll be the one that will connect you to that hope because some of you are meant to be just medical doctors or entrepreneurs and mm. stuff like that so that's our um, life by default and then all these things over to us and then we got uh, i mean number 10 started inviting us and all those stuff what we did not know though at the time was when you get to that stage your enemies mm. are definitely not your own enemies they are the enemies of the people you associate with so if someone thinks that boris is your friend he's gonna cut you down to cut boris down mm. it is the it, it is what it is so when the rumors or crisis of spark and nation the attacks and the attacks yes so so they 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 sometimes will not attack it's not because of you it's not pt it is the people so actually an mp thinks that i'm conservative party mm. yeah <laughs> He actually believes it in his heart that um, because I sat next to or behind Boris Johnson in a conference and stuff like that, he actually believes these that guys. That endorsed. Yeah, yeah, that have endorsed and I want to take over Croydon. And what happened was, what we've always preached was we, we needed pragmatic young people to get into politics, meaning it's not just um, enough for us to say, um, they are not doing well and stuff like that. We needed young people and anyone that comes up in the church at the time, it then becomes my duty to ensure so, that they win election. So I'd gone to Regardless of their party. Regardless. Yeah. 
because up to that moment, and I told the MP, how can it be, if not that we're black, how can I be in your borough and we've got over 1,000 young people meeting every week in that borough? We walked in Croydon and you've never stepped there once. Wow. If I wasn't black, you'd be there. Because that, that's an opportunity to engage with engage a, a the demographic. Young people, a, yeah. a demographic. The people you, you, you say you're representing and stuff like that, you're not there. But the conservative came. The moment I made a complaint, conservative came and said, we just didn't know. What do you guys need? And we said, we don't need anything. We've never sought funding from the government. We've never got a, pen, a penny from the government. All we're just saying is that, hey, you've got young people here. There is no movement in the city, in London City, that gathers young people like that on a consistent basis. And we want to work with other movements. But I think they took it as personal. They wanted to fight us. And Opposition. then, of course, you would always find people within the church who have things to say. And they went to the white guy to complain. Um, years after, and that was a tough time for us. It's, it's a tough time majorly, not just because of the attack on us. It's a tough time because what we set out to do had to be delayed for a while. Because mm. I wanted to ask that. Yeah. Like, when all sorts of opposition and attacks and investigations and all of these things were raised, yeah. what also happened was the fact that you were never... There was no crime associated with yourself. There was no con conviction. There yeah. was nothing like that. Yeah. But the press yeah. would never talk about that. No, they weren't. So we as press, we're happy to talk <laughs> about investigations. Yeah. yeah. But when the outcome isn't favorable or yeah. as favorable as we had predicted, yeah. uh, we kind of look away. Yeah. The, 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 the Sun also did an article criticizing and saying all sort of about Spark. Mm. Then I think... A month or so after, Metropolitan Police throws the case out and say there's really nothing there. Because we know there's nothing there. There are perverted truths. You can make something look the way you want it yeah. to look. Yeah. Then, of course, one of the posts was magnanimous enough to post that they've done the investigation. Police said nothing is there. Then we reached out to other newspapers and they refused they to, to do they, it. They, they won't put it up yeah. and stuff like that. But then I think we've learned. We grew. We grew because we understand. I think before then we thought that if you're doing what is right, we've we've Metropolitan Police knows how much we've saved the government. You're talking of at least thirty million that we saved the government without getting one penny from by, it by by stopping crime by stopping crime because they they spend over one million policing to, yeah policing and to investigate one homicide. Wow, one. wow. So we've shown them people how this person was going to do X, Y, Z. What is most painful to us is this. You know, when the rumors started, right, and they started attacking Spark Nation, we used to have houses then that helped young people mm. that were going into crime and stuff like that. So the rumors started and we realized some of these houses, we have to disband them, just let us have peace because we didn't have to do it. It's even costing us. Guess what? about two of the houses that we had to send the young men out because their parents too were talking and it, it was the so they were the staying town. there they were staying there and they were safe mm. one of them is dead now and the others back to prison wow now for me that's painful because i'm thinking that's like a loss that, that's a loss and they are not my brothers i don't know them but i'm thinking it's a loss for everybody and i'm looking at the black community saying can you not see this 
but but you, we get busy with other things. You've yeah. spoken, you know, it, there's something you you've mentioned in the past with regards to the black community yeah. that you know we haven't. It's obvious that the black community lacks somewhat the unity that is required yeah. to ensure that prosperity kind of spreads. Yeah. You know, yeah. when somebody has a shop, when there's a studio yeah. to be used, Absolutely. people need to patronize those places so that yeah. this black businesses can, can flourish. Absolutely, yes. And you have, you know, in the past, been strong with your words and yeah. saying that people haven't done enough within the community yeah. to support those things. Yeah. A lot of us uh, witnessed that. What, yeah. what are your thoughts today? Is it changing? Uh, have you seen a change in the tide? What, what do you have to say to especially the the young growing uh, black men and women i believe in the uk right now yeah between the ages of maybe 20 and 35 the young yeah. black woman is probably the most entrepreneurial absolutely i agree um, with you person in this country yeah. you know we're seeing w whether you want to call them influencers hairdressers yeah. you yeah. want anything yeah. they have become incredible yeah how do we change this yeah. now if we're having this bloom of incredibly gifted young women yeah. that are changing the face of business yeah. particularly in the UK yeah. what does the black community need to do have you seen it change and mm. what can we do mm. to make it change okay I don't think there's been much change mm. um, so far at least since and, and the black community within UK is quite young relatively mm. so sometimes when I've been strong with words I've had to also calm down and mm. say okay we're younger, at least younger than the American movement. Yes. The American movement has witnessed many years Hundreds. and has seen so much persecution yep. from the Nation of Islam yep. to all, all the organizations there. Yeah. And I think they've emerged strong in a way. Uh, not, not, they are not as strong as we would have hoped for it to mm. be. And they are not being strong is still within the black man's context. I think because we are quite competitive, mm. Um, we try to pull each other down too quick and we jump on Western news too quick. And whereas a person should think, um, would Spark Nation have his own fault? It will because, again, Spark Nation run the by movement, human beings. Run by human beings. And you're talking of a movement that grew from 150 to 2,000 within a year. One year. Even the Charity Commission was shocked at the income. It's shocking. Yet, because we don't take Titan offering, we don't do basket giving and stuff so you, like that. So how do you manage? Is it donations? We build, we build businesses, and those businesses give back to the community, and that's what I'm trying to do. So, but what would change things now? I have seen it. What would change things is, the the community here needed a person or persons that have gone through the ropes of persecution and all the abuses possible, mm. but yet still standing as a unified fine voice and force. I just left a rapper in the stu in Abbey Road studio right yeah. now. And because of what we're doing, they are all saying, okay, how do we get on board? And what we've always just wanted to do was have what you call black banks or hood banks. On Sunday, I'm going to be announcing a 150,000 pounds funding for young black people. We start from 150,000 pounds and then hop it to millions and whatever else we have to do. So what I realize is that they are all rallying around these things now because they've read the news, everybody has expected the worst to happen to us. Nothing has happened because there's really nothing yeah, Everybody there. had, everybody was looking. Yeah, like, no, every, I know, <laughs> I know. And now we're still standing, it's still pity, we're still walking around town. So I think what would happen is that people will begin to have courage 
to come out, all our rappers, all the musicians, mm. because they were also afraid. They understand the system. Yep. If you come out too much, people are going to get you. People are going to come after then you. Then they start looking at you. Yeah, and now I can sympathize with them. Before now, I'm thinking, you guys are making money. Mm. Your brothers and sisters are dying. I've got option. I don't have to be here. I can be in Nigeria. Mm. I'd rather be in Nigeria. And I've always been saying that. I want to be in Nigeria. I've got things already completed in Nigeria. Telling them I'm, I'm going to be in Nigeria in a year. And it's been years now. But I can't even step there. I can't go because of the mission here for now. And so um, this rallying point, the, the rappers, the influencers will begin to come out. We would have stronger lawyers. Lawyers that can defend when the system tries to come mm. against us to win us, I mean, to, to get us down for no just cause. We have stronger lawyers. These communities will have stronger voices. They will have people in the press who can speak about. If, if a white man organization makes a little mistake, they know how to cover themselves, in, uh, including the Asians. Yeah. But for the blacks, they look at our community. BBC will look at your community. I was angry with them at first because you know why? When BBC came to SPA, we didn't invite them. They just came. They came, they saw the good work, and they did more than four positive documentaries. In those four do positive documentaries, they asked for, like, donors' list, which by law, they don't have to have. But I... I persuaded the board. I said, give them. The charity they, organization, the charity commission can have that, but yeah, not, but not a them. press. Yeah. But I told them, you can have it. Do your due diligence. And they've got it. So when they decided to start talking the other way around, yeah, we were asking them, but you've got these details and they didn't answer. They were just determined because they know Spark and everything is popular within the community. So for them, it's just it's recording to, what's popular. It's it time is to what bring it, is. it down. Yeah. What so, about what about obviously your lifestyle? The yeah. fact that you know you're a confident man. You like nice things. Yeah. You, you know, where, first of all, where did the taste <laughs> for <from>. this <laughs> exquisite thing exquisite. come from? Where, where where did that taste? Come I think from? it came from God. <laughs> that we annoy people, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. If you've seen how God dresses in Bible, you you Is you're it? not blaming. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been a bad guy. I haven't been reading the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. But on a serious note, it, it came back from the community. Mm. I I understand the community. I know what they want to see. If you look at my pictures years ago, I was a guy in suit and tie. Mm. I was very suited and tied, like a pastor, <laughs> you know. But I I realized that it's not about what I like. It's about what the community likes. Why are they listening to their rappers and stuff like that? If mm. I was in suit and tie as a pastor, they won't listen to me. But I have to be able to attract them first and then speak the message to them and say, look, whatever your rappers are rapping about, I don't know about it. So mm. I can't rap about what is not real to me, but I can present what is real to me to you. But if I don't look like them, I'm not even going to attract them at all. Do you care about how other people would see? Because people on the outside, what you're saying now, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. You're trying to appeal to your demographic that yeah. you are preaching and taking care of. Yeah. However, people outside of that demographic, yeah. they don't understand. They're not part of it. What they just see, you, you know, is a pastor looking nice, is dressing in designer clothing, <laughs> is driving flashy cars. Yeah. You know, how can this be a man of God type yeah. of stuff? Do you care about what people outside, how they see you? Uh, well, personally, I, I want to care, mm. but I've got to place my priorities. 
My priorities are the constituency that I'm reaching. That's my demographic. Mm. The other ones, are, it's difficult to change people's mind, especially when people refuse to see beyond what they can see. So if I hear anything about anyone or anyone looks a certain way, I want to read why. So I'm a student of life. Mm -hmm. I want to read what is behind this thing. And I also want to read the person. So those who are around me know I don't care about the things of this. Like I'm, I'm not bothered. It doesn't bother me. And that's why people would think, if I see your wardrobe, it must have a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, they with the Rolexes, with but, this and that. Everybody's imagining the wardrobe will be crazy. It's not because I give everything out. Wow! Immediately, I don't hold things. It's my principle. I don't hold nothing. So if I wear something, I give it out because a lot of people give me things. But also, the people who see it that way, I I can't blame them because they've experienced pastors in the past. Yeah. They, they they have a notion. Someone has created an image for them. Um, and then some of our people, my colleagues too, maybe they will, some of them don't even see me as their colleague. They say, yeah, they're a pastor. We are the real pastor. So, But some of my colleagues, yeah, they will, um, they've also done some things that may not be too right. Mm. There are places where um, you don't show off certain things. I understand that. For me, I'm just saying that the people that I need to reach, they are the same people that the big musicians mm. are reaching. Mm. And if I'm going to pass a message to them, I have to look like them. I must let them know that I'm in their culture and also that I grew my way into this. I've never earned anything as a pastor. Never. Not once in my lifetime. Till now? Till now. I've never earned anything wow. as a pastor. And I think that's the mystery. People get mystified yeah. um, by, okay, um, and I think police have asked me too before many occasions. Um, I'm sure they, they, you know, when when they were doing all sorts of investigations, got, that would have been the number one thing they're looking for. At the point, I, I've got maybe five major organizations or institutions looking at me, looking at every single thing yeah. and looking for faults. <laughs> five, have, but that must have been scary, though. For for a young black man in this country, whether you feel you're doing right or you're yeah. doing wrong. Once you're getting, you know, the, the police, the this, the that, you know they're in your books. Yeah, in your books. That will keep you up at night, regardless, because <laughs> any mistake can, can can make someone feel like... And, and you don't even have to have done wrong. Yes. It's just the mistake yes. that they're looking for. And I, get, but I, I think because I had um, very good people around me, mm. very loyal good people who are not yes sir, yes ma, guys, they, we, we had to put things right. Because again, like I said before, we were naive. We just thought if you're doing good works, people will be... We, I was completely naive. Uh, but later we realized that it doesn't work like that in this world. Um, you'll be questioned for so many things. So, God, uh, but, uh, but what is good about that is without... And I've always told people, you don't need to be scared of investigation because what it does on the long run, on the long run, apart from the noise of the news, yeah. what it does on the long run is it makes even the organizations or the, they see you Yep. for what you are and they are not idiot they know this one is a mistake this one is wrong mm. and stuff like that so i've had to trust the system through all this i had to trust the system i had to know that we've done nothing wrong we just wanted to help our community do we have people out of two thousand plus people in the church you have people that have that misbehave and people that are not happy with something and then we wanted to hear them we wanted to listen to them, but I think for most of them, 
appearing on TV was more important than the real issue itself and mm. stuff like that. So it was scary initially. And eventually we looked at it and thought, you know what, we just have to keep our focus because the lives that we're touching are more important than how people perceive us. So when people have said, oh, but we just see you as a flashy pastor, mm. da, 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 I said, yeah, look at that. But look at, go as far back as 2017 and see the article Financial Times wrote about us. These are lives, people's wow. lives that will never have moved near Financial Times. Since when has Financial Times cared about featuring black guys on their newspaper? Financial Times, you know, and they wrote they wrote about this young man here. Mm. They wrote about two others, how I their lives have changed. Yeah. yeah, so we look into those lives. And when I look at those lives, at that point, I can't care less about the criticism and all the stuff. Talking, I just wanted to talk about the impact of now going back. Like I said, we met during the NSARS movement. Yes. Police brutality yes. in Nigeria. It, it's not only in Nigeria. We've seen it in the UK. Yes. We've seen it in the United States of America yeah. with, the, the, with the lynching of George Floyd in front of That's everybody right. else. Yeah. Um, and people in Nigeria particularly started to turn their angers at leaders of the church who... Yeah. Had, bec had become powerful, influential, mm. yeah. wealthy in yeah. front of people, yeah. but it seemed like yeah. the, 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 the people they were pastoring yeah. were not the priority. That's right. But the government officials <laughs> and, and hanging around with the presidents and all that was yeah. more important to them yeah. than the young people. Yeah. How would you, what would you say about that, that image, yeah. particularly in Nigeria, and yeah. what can we do you know, to, to kind of remedy that tough spot yeah i think uh, the answers was a big message to nigeria yep. and to people in nigeria in places of authority it means that when the young people are ready and i do hope they are ready when the young I, i'll give my life to causes like that mm. i don't mean just money because we did give a lot of money to to the cause whilst it was running in nigeria not so much here because yeah. i didn't even know the, the rally where we met i yeah. didn't know until a night, night before, before. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was caught swearing was, i was yeah. swearing and doing all my beats on <laughs> online and stuff like that but um because i've i've spoken to and i've um yeah i've spoken to many of those leaders that you just referred yeah. to i understand their plight as well um i don't agree with their plight mm. but i understand it i understand that they understand that they live in a country without law and order and so if government decides to come after you they will really they will really break you yep. and for them they have all these big things that they are building and stuff and that happened to us here as well mm. the people that were supposed to help us that we were helping they credit when they they just backed up because they don't want an mp revoking their license wow. for place of worship these are people that have sought money from us and we've given money to but i think that's the way life works mm. right for nigeria what we're telling the current leaders number one priority for me is they need younger leaders in charge now facts a person that has been leading a work for 30 years that other years it's not possible for him to see a social activist point of view yep. because he's been locked up in a world where everybody prostrate for him everybody kneel down everybody yes, is, sir, the, yes, is the superman of everybody and so it's impossible even though he's trying to see it it's mm. impossible for him so we're saying that if we're saying new leadership in nigeria young people's leadership maybe we start from the church 
Mm. I know that's a tall order. Maybe we start from the church because the church is supposed to be an example, isn't it? For the nation. For the community. For the community. Yep. Because the church is really the community. That's where the people are. The church, the mosque, and other religious organizations. And so I've been saying to them that you do know that if you don't have someone you are elevating, it makes you small, no matter how big you are. Mm. So if there are no people that are associated with you, being lifted up, people that take your place, you're just still small. Nice. And that's a black man mentality nice. because they are the God of all and stuff like that. So I do know, however, some young churches that were fully behind NSA's program in Nigeria gave their resources yep. to read, gave their time to read, told their members to mobilize, but they are smaller than the bigger boys. Yep. Um, either the bigger boys like it or not, the message is this. Time will make things pass away. Mm. And it's going to be our turn, either they like it or not. My greatest fear is I don't want the young pastors also to copy the old ways yeah. because I think the old ways really affected Nigeria. I think it messed things up a lot because people saw prosperity for the first time and they started taking pictures with the people, the oppressor. The oppressor became, be, yeah, chummy, became part of, yeah, and it, it is wrong. So I feel a generation is coming up, and that's why I've been saying to people that you can't get disconnected from church because it is still a mobilization ground. Mm. It is not just a religious ground. American movement and liberation, church and church and, played, and a major, played a major role Absolutely. in this. So in the Nigerian Revolution. Mm. Whatever that will the name it is going to be called, because there will be revolution in Nigeria. Mm. Either they like it or not, there will be. And I have all my own theory and proposition for how Nigeria would change. For maybe I'm going to be arrested if I start saying <laughs> all that, you know. And I don't mind arrest. It's you. I'm, it's you. I'm, it's you. I'm, you know. But, I've got two more questions for you. Yeah. One will be. Yes, I know that you're still carrying on. You know helping young people um doing what you're doing yeah. well you've taken a step back a little bit from from church activities yeah. i believe yeah what is what is the future of pastor toby and you know the movement that you started as far back as 2006 yeah what what is the future for for you how do you see it going forward well you know, what i'm doing now is connecting more i wanted to work with an international organization mm. Um, and I got pulled back from that because I realized that the impact would be minimal. I want to touch people at the grassroots level. I've never sought fame or stuff like that. I don't even want it. I just want to touch lives practically. So what I've been doing now is connecting people from the music world to the movie world. Connecting those who already have influence. You know, rappers are mentioning you in the songs All the now. Time, I was just telling one of them now that I wish I could rap, you know, but it doesn't work for me. So he said, I'll write you. I said, I can't talk fast like you guys and stuff like that. I want to bring everybody together, to the, even the drillers mm. and stuff like that. Um, again, my focus will be to create economic solution for young people. A bank where young people can go to and they don't have to go through the hoops of Princess Trust and all these people. I want people that are aspiring to have access to funds. It's always been what I've set out to do. So taking a step back from the church and having right leaders there to do what the church is doing and what the church is meant to do has given me opportunity to connect with people from the Jewish community to the um, Asian community. And they all listen to me from properties to stuff and making them see that, look, I just need you to help a community. This is how we will work this out. So mm. 
If you ask what is the future for Pastor Toby, again, I cannot put it in words because I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm best at doing, touching lives, every life, everyone. Imagine my um, DMs filled with requests every day, and I'm thinking, I wish I wish I can meet all these needs. And we try on a daily basis. We give tens so of So people thousands message of you via DM asking from, for phone From those who need 20 pounds to those who actually need big deals. I've, wow. got, a, <laughs> I've got a lie. And that's why I was saying that for me, I just want to focus on connecting all that community together and making sure that people find help, real help in real time without going through many, many um, hurdles that they have to go through with these organizations out there. Final question will yes, be sir. to young people mm. that are watching this yeah. and might have been, you know, like others, you know, have uh, they, they're down in the drum, dumps, they're trying everything mm. music sports mm. just trying to be better yeah. right now yeah with this difficult you know um temperature how everything is just crazy yeah what would you say to any young person not only in the uk yeah um in nigeria yeah around the world yeah that would possibly watch this yeah and, and need in need of, of some words absolutely thank you for that opportunity stay alive Mm. that's what i'm gonna say stay alive don't just make sure that whatever you do either it, you feel like it's not being noticed and you're, or you're underrated or you're down 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 there just stay alive because there's something about staying power and i think this is that's the biggest advice i got when um, everything seemed like it was against us just say stay alive be visible if you're a rapper, for example, go on internet, uh, free YouTube and stuff, and just do your thing. Don't care if it is two people viewing you or three. Just stay alive. However long it takes, I think you're going to have your day. Mm. At some point, you have your day. And having your day might not be in football. You're trying football. It might not be in football. It might be in whatever else. You might end up being a chef for all that care. But if you don't stay alive, then there is no opportunity. And I take that also from the word of the Bible. When Job was going through difficulty, he said, if a man dies, will he live again? He said, yet all the days of my life will I wait until my change comes. He's mm. just saying, look, times are tough, but if I die, there's no opportunity for change. I, From the people I pastor and what I've seen, one minute can redefine the life of a person. Just whatever you've chosen to do, stay alive in it. And that's that's going to be my best advice. I know you can imagine as a pastor, I have a lot of word of encouragement, but right. that would be number one number for me. One. Yeah, I saw there's a competition that you're having people to, to enter a competition where they can seek for funding or whatever yes. it is. Quickly tell us about that, you uh, know, and what, and what people can do and yeah. what is on offer, basically. Yeah. We started one with Link Up TV. Yeah. That's Ades Bar with Joy Clipstar. Um, if they rap or stuff like that, I hope rap is the right word for it. Or they sing, mm. they can win um, free video and all that, which I've already I've already paid for it. Wow. Um, ahead, and then there's this football one that's for forty um, aspiring footballers. Yeah. And uh, what we've done is bought forty trainers, the expensive ones, about two hundred and fifty pounds each. I heard the struggle in that area, but the mother of it all is what I'm about to announce on Sunday. 
and that's going to be our funding. We haven't even named it yet, mm. so you know how unorganized wow. we can be. Um, but uh, on my website, there's going to be a form there to fill. We're, we're going to start with 150,000 pounds and hoping to get it to two, three, four million to just help people, whatever they do, from those who are going back to school to those who want to change their lifestyle from gang into entrepreneurship once they present the business. The money will be with them within within 24 hours um some would get funding up to 2k 3k we'll, we'll divide the 150k and see lives and still follow up those lives we had a story a man who wanted to go to harvard one of the best black students ever that mm. you've met and they, they had no money wow. so we had to give them 10k or 20k then and they're not church members so i don't care if a person is a church member muslim whatever religion we just want to help the community listen um as always Thank you very much for coming through. Like I said, one of the reasons why I wanted you here was to have a conversation about the man, yeah. know what the story is about, and just get a sense of the impact that you're making, mm. whether people agree with it or not. That's right. There are results to yeah. show that there yeah. there is a positive impact. Absolutely. And once again, taking time out to drive all the way here, have a sit down with us to have a conversation. Plus, you're an Ibadan guy. He <laughs> makes like this, my brother. Listen, um, I appreciate the time uh, thank for you. joining us right here. On no, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for the great work you're doing. It's we're, we're all proud of you to see black young people like yourself doing all this. It's quite impressive and inspiring. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. The Afrobeats podcast and the incredible Pastor Toby. Peace out. Right.